You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, June 21st, summer solstice day, longest day of the year uh, for all of us in the Northern Hemisphere. And it has been quite a week as well. This is uh, your host, Craig Hemke. And I'm joined, of course, for this weekly update by Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Uh, speaking of the longest day, I mean, we've had some pretty great days this week. And uh, hopefully this longest day will be a repeat of what's happened so far this week, which has been, of course, terribly exciting for all of us. So pretty exciting. Make it a long day for the bankers. That's what I'm looking forward to, Eric. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, summer is finally here. And of course, uh, it's brought money. That can only mean one thing. Our annual Sprott Super Summer Sale. Sprott Money has searched the vaults high and low to offer a huge product selection of precious metals on sale. So be sure to visit the deals page at SprottMoney.com after this segment to add to your reserve of physical precious metal. Of course, you can just call us as well, 888-861-0775. And man, if you've been sitting on your hands for the last six years watching gold in a trading range... Uh, I could, you know, I see where maybe, you know, you're going to wait until it breaks out to do something. Well, it is breaking out, my friend. We are above 1360 for the first time in six years and looking pretty good. What do you think? Well, you know, Craig, it's, uh, I, I love going back to the call we had three weeks ago when I suggested that I read an article that I really believed in that suggested gold was going to have a very sharp rally in five to seven weeks, uh, four, sorry, four or five to seven weeks. We've had three of them now. This rally started at twelve seventy-five. We're at fourteen hundred dollars. That gentleman, Christopher Mullen, and I got to give him credit for uh, being prescient. Uh, why I picked up on it, I don't know, but it just seemed so appropriate at the time. And his target was uh, the first target was fourteen fifty, but he actually thought it was going to go to sixteen fifty. And I want the listeners to think about that sixteen fifty. What would happen? In the three weeks that the price of gold has gone up, the UE's gone up 30% already. And I don't even know that the market's figured out what the dynamic is to mining companies' profits with that kind of increase in the price of gold. Uh, so that's very exciting. And I, I'm just going to point out one other thing that I happen to read another article that this gentleman wrote, I'm going to say, a week and a half ago. And it's I was just stunned. He, he was very keen on silver. And uh, his top-of-range targets were 90 to 550. <laughs> now, wow. and of course, his top-of-the-range target and goal was 5,000. Okay? And, and the thing I try to impress on people, just think if he's right. Yeah. What's in store here? What's your risk-reward? Your reward is... So many multiples of 10, I can hardly tell you. And your risk is what? I mean, these things three weeks ago were flat out sold out here. There was hardly any risk in them. And there's not much risk in a lot of things now. Anyway, it's it's great. Um, and, of course, we had this week the Fed chiming in. And Draghi. I mean, I thought Draghi was worse than Jerome Powell in the sense that that guy, he's just never going to stop having weapons to to keep the economy buoyed. And, of course, there's not many weapons left when your interest rates are already zero other than printing money. And um, I I get the feeling that uh, the listeners think we're going to zero interest rates 
here in, in uh, the United States as well, and that they, when they get to the effect of zero ban, will start using weird uh, tools to try to support the markets. And those weird tools, of course, we're all going to point to owning gold. So it's not that difficult to understand why gold's going up here and where it could go. Right. And the Im- implications for the stocks is absolutely incredible. So try to stay the course. There's lots of stocks that uh, haven't caught the move yet. Uh, so there's lots more to come in my mind. And it's important for people to remember. I mean, it's been a long time since we've had a sustained bull market, right? And uh, these things don't move just straight up. Uh, there are always going to be two steps forward and one step back. And you've got to recognize the general trend. And it's interesting, Eric, now that we are breaking out, I wonder how many institutional managers and pension fund managers and hedge fund managers are going to recognize the general trend and realize, wait a second, I don't have any exposure to gold at all. I mean, that would, I would imagine, kind of start off a stampede, too. And I might mention, you didn't mention maybe one of the most important ones, algos. Right. Algos, who are looking, the computer's looking at the screen and say, uh, by the way, uh, gold stocks are the number one performing group. Uh, what do you own? Uh, we don't own any. Well, they're the number one performing group. What's been the number one stock on IDB for the last little while? Kirkland Lake Gold. Do we own any of that stuff? No. But it's number one of all stocks all stocks, and we don't own any. What are we doing? We're asleep here. And I actually have way more confidence in the computers versus the portfolio managers and analysts. (laughs) Now, because the computers recognize it, right? The analyst is scratching his head and wondering what the hell happened here. Right. But the computer's not wondering what happened. He's just seeing what happened. So, yeah, there's a lot of room. I, I don't know what the the content of gold is in portfolios, but I suspect it's probably less than one half of 1%. Well, you can imagine if the computer's screaming at you, gold, 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 and you're sitting there one half, you don't even have any. Right. Imagine if the world tried to go from half of one to one. Right. What did the stocks do? It would be crazy. But what would the price of gold do? It would go crazy. So perhaps some of these targets aren't quite as extreme as people might imagine. If you, if you, if you, turn the tide of interest and um, everyone tries to get through the same little door at the same time and it's uh, big things are going to happen yeah just to illustrate that point this will lead us to a top uh, discussion of physical uh, buying by central banks I I saw a thing this week that said uh, China sold something like uh, 80 billion in uh, treasuries in the month of April, which was nothing, less than 1% of their total reserves, right? I mean, nothing, really, a little blip. Yeah. But $80 yeah. billion would buy almost 200 metric tons of gold if they were to go that way. Right. And that's how many yeah. dollars there are versus how little gold there is. Yeah, that's the world's monthly mine production outside ex-China, basically. And, of course, they're getting competition from Russia. They're getting competition from India. India's been a big buyer here. That's not the government, though. That's the people. Uh, because they they believe in gold and silver. And you have all these other uh, sort of tangential and small central banks that seem to be buying gold, too. I mean, it's almost like they fully understand. Well, why wouldn't you understand if you're printing money that the money's going to become worthless, okay? Given time, the money becomes worthless. So just hold on. You mentioned it's been a great week for the shares. And, yes, uh, you know, you've been telling us for a couple of weeks, Eric, about how the, the large cap, Miners are going to be are usually the first to take off in a bull market, and we've definitely seen that the Hui's up maybe ten percent this week, 
where gold's up uh, three or four and silver's up less than that. Um, I know there are certain specific shares you follow and that you've been adding to any discussion you can uh, give us there. Sure. Well, to me, the key thing is the following. The the high-cost mines will do best. The shares of the high-cost mines will do best in in this kind of environment. Uh, The $1,200 producer who was making $50 at $1,250 is now making $200. That's four times as much. Four times as much. At uh, at $1,500, he'd be making six times as much. And 17, eight times as much. Eight times? That could happen in a, in a heartbeat. So that's what you want to look at. Uh, by way of example, I got involved in a sort of refinancing of a company called Jaguar that I had been involved in before. And, um, you know, this stock was trading at, you know, 10 cents in the dollar. And, uh, you know, you, we've already got a $150 increase here. And the change in their fundamentals is more than a double already. Um, and that's what I've been looking at. I'm, I'm looking at a number, a number, quite a number of sort of orphaned situation. I always like buying the small guys rather than the big guys. I actually did buy some tin rods yesterday just as a high-cost producer with a lot of ounces. Uh, but I'm tending, you know, my sort of specialty is look through the weeds and see if you can find something that everyone's totally ignoring. Uh, so that's what I'm looking at. And uh, hopefully there'll be a few more announcements of things that we've done here uh, in the last little that we've been organizing in the last few weeks just to play this and, you know, keeping our fingers crossed that it all comes true. And, of course, the, the reward will be so substantive. I mean, I, I look back to the 16 rally of 160% in about seven months, you know. Not that I'm ever a seller, I'm not, but that, that, that's a pretty good payback, you know, right. uh, for a very short time. So it, it looks very exciting. Uh, I think there's lots of opportunities out there. I sort of concentrated on today on the producers, near producers, uh, maybe given the passage of time uh, and the continuing improvement of the price of gold, then you got to start looking at the the developers and the explorers and things like that. But right now I'm just trying to grab some, some companies where the earnings can uh, change impactfully in, in a very short order, which they have, which they've already done. So yeah. it's, uh, it's wonderful. Uh, I fear the modern monetary theory is maybe taking hold here. Um, and uh, it all roads lead to gold and silver. And then, you know, silver is the, the tough one. It's hard to buy silver stock. Very, very difficult to buy. And I'm looking, I haven't even found one yet. So um, maybe that tells us a statement about how little supply there is. I mean, you can hardly find a big silver company. So I, uh, more reason to believe maybe that some of those uh, – Silver numbers uh, aren't so ridiculous after all, even though they are ridiculous. So. Yeah. Anyway, should be lots of fun. Absolutely. Well, Eric, it's always fun to visit with you, and uh, we certainly seem to be entering a, uh, a very fun period of time for the precious metals as we roll through the back half of this year and into next. And again, I just encourage everybody, if, if uh, you've been sitting on a stack of precious metal, now would be the time to maybe dollar cost average in if your cost base is higher. Uh, than price currently is or now if gosh if you've just known that this was out there and you've been waiting to see when this was actually going to start rolling again to the upside it might be time to get your first couple of ounces as well sprout money is the place to do that 
Visit us at SprottMoney.com. Of course, check the deals page, as we said, for the summer sale. At any time you want, just give us a call at 888-861-0775. Eric, my friend, it, I think we're going to have a fun summer. Uh, and like we said, it's not going to be straight up all the time, but I think the trend certainly seems to be our friend, and I look forward to talking to you again next week. I do as well, Craig, and I might even point out, that, you know, you talked about dollar cost averaging. If you're in Brazil, you're not dollar cost averaging. If you're in Canada, you're not dollar cost yeah. averaging. If you're in Australia, you're not dollar cost averaging. You're at record high prices here. So we got a big part of the world <laughs> that if they look at their local currency, this is starting to look pretty exciting here. So uh, it, it's the U.S. price that's lagging, and I think it's going to do some catching up here for fast. That's an excellent point. We do tend to focus on the U.S. dollar price. It was just this uh, earlier this week, the gold and Australian dollars made a new all-time high. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you, Eric, and uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you again next Friday.